0: What's good, listeners? I know this is quite the change of environment. I am here on vacation, but you know me. Anytime I get the opportunity to work, network, and connect with someone who is dope, I gotta do it. So I'm in the beautiful city of Northridge, California, here shooting an episode of Stay Busy with Armand Sather, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture, but we tap in with creatives who do everything. We're not limited here. The range is, the range is it's limitless. Now. Before I get into who my guest is, you know I gotta introduce myself. For those who are not aware, my name is Armand Sadler. Um, I am the host of this show. I am the founder of Bald Nigga Ballers. I am the Sultan of Short King Spring. Um, Eventually people are going to call me those titles too. I'm I'm manifesting that, and so for now I'm just gonna condition you guys. I'm gonna keep saying it so you get it in your head. But, introduce my guest. I'm here with someone who is incredibly talented. We connected through Twitter, and he, he showed me a lot of love. And it's always like really dope when someone who doesn't know you from hole in the wall is just like identifies that you do dope things and they and they support you retweets comments love all that and the love goes both ways on this brother among many things he's a comedian his his nickname is rob just joking but he attended indiana university bloomington and graduated with an individualized uh, major in stand-up comedy he's been an executive producer of empty bottle chronicles podcast and on-air personality for erica media currently he is the tour manager for van buren records creative director of Get Busy Streetwear, and founder and creator of You Had to Be There, a pop-up gaming event that we're going to get into all those details. Honored to be here with my guy, Rob Sherell. How you feeling, brother? I'm
1: feeling, feeling real good, man. feeling real good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored, man. man. I've been following your your podcast and your work for a while now, like
0: Thank you, 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 you
1: said. And, you know, yeah, you do dope stuff.
0: Thank you, you man. Do Thank stuff. you. It means a lot. It means a lot. Thanks for having us in your beautiful home, man. This oh. is this is poolside interview. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling like... It will feeling like, you know, we opened up the budget, the big budget here, so.
1: (laughs) No problem, man. I'm, I'm, you know, gracious to have you. Of course. Thank you for supplying the tequila. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 Uh yeah, yeah. We know we're we're always powered by Terramana here at Stay Busy. Terramana, if you want to send that sponsorship... Well, we ready for it. The I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to call Dwayne the Rock the, John, the, the uh, Johnson. You know what I'm saying? I know he's involved with Terramana. We'll we'll get it figured out. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. yeah that's that, that's his tequila. Okay. Um, but you, man. So let's let's take it from the beginning. So you mentioned you know you went to Indiana University. Talk about the process that went into deciding to go there and the process in individualizing your own major in stand-up oh, comedy I've never heard of anyone who majored in stand up comedy before well,
1: I, I am one of the if not the first person to, to ever do that do it do that and do it my way right um, I wanted I just wanted to go to IU because a girl I was dating that's, that's honestly <laughs> honestly that's how it I, be sometimes I swear she um I wanted to go to Ball State in mm. Indiana and that, that might be something I've never said in an interview before but well, I was what? originally supposed to go to Ball State uh, pretty much all four years of, of high school, that's where I wanted to go, that's where all I right. planned to go. Mm-hmm. And then the girl I was dating senior year was like, I'm going to IU. I was like, motherfucker, I'm going to IU there too. There it is. I can cuss on
0: here, right? Yeah, yeah you I'm good, like, oh. you good, you good, man. And I was like,
1: bitch, I can go to IU <laughs> too. And I was like, nah, I'm going to IU too. And yeah. I literally turned my in my intent to enroll.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: like the day before it was due, and I was like, I'm going to IU. Yeah. And uh, it, I don't regret it. I, once I got to IU and saw the campus and mm-hmm. everything, it was you know amazing. And yeah. of course, me and the girl that I was talking—we didn't last. You know, it never does. high it, it happens. High school, but, it happens man. You know, I'm glad that she pushed me to make that decision because right. it was one of the best in my life. Mm-hmm. Now the stand-up comedy
0: major—that
1: <laughs> was something different. Yeah. So like you know, when I got to IU, mm-hmm. I was um, originally majoring in law and policy, political science. A okay. Double. And, but I was doing stand-up at the time, currently, like in, around that around that time in my life, I was doing a lot of stand-up, telling a lot of jokes, hitting the clubs, the mm-hmm. mics, and uh, I decided that I wanted to change. I just, I don't like, I, I realize this about myself now, like mm-hmm. looking back, I realize it now, is that I don't like to work on things or do things that I'm not passionate about. Like, I only do shit that I like to do. I hear that. And um, I, I wanted to change my major, and I wanted to, I wanted to combine my love of comedy with academic study. Mm-hmm. And so I found out that my university had an individualized major program. Mm-hmm. And I pitched to them, um, I was like, hey, I want to major in stand-up comedy. And at first they thought I was out of my fucking mind. Like <coughs> they thought I was crazy. Yeah. They said it couldn't be done. It wasn't, hasn't been done, hadn't been done before at that time. And I was like, I know it sounds wild. Let me do this. Just let mm-hmm. me do this. <laughs> and so I developed the entire curriculum like from the ground up from scratch, like taking, taking courses in already existing major programs, mm-hmm. existing schools of study at the university and combining them into something comedy related. Yeah. And um, along with that, I also built and developed my own classes too. Mm-hmm. Like some, some classes I taught myself and taught others too. So That's it was dope. a very wild learning experience, but the university kind of like they loved me for it because mm-hmm. um, you know, I was the first person to, to do it that way yeah. and um you know it it essentially launched my i guess it launched me into the entertainment industry like mm-hmm. working on all these different projects working with different artists and yeah. different groups and different creatives like that was my beginning to it all because right after that it was a like a hellfire maelstrom of just stuff that happened mm-hmm. like kevin hart reached out i got to connect with him wow like back in the day about like because he was coming to our university to do uh to do a show. Yeah. So one of my friends, her name is Shade. Shout out Sade if you're watching this. Shout story. out
0: Sade. Uh mm-hmm.
1: Sade was like, you should do a social media campaign, a Twitter campaign to meet him when mm. he comes here. And I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. So I did a hashtag Rob Meets Kev. We did that sh- we did that shit for 37 days. Wow. And this nigga did not reach out for any of them days. <laughs> any of them days. And I was like, okay, this nigga don't give a fuck. Yeah. So he don't care. But mm. Uh, at the very end of the campaign, the day before the show, mm-hmm. uh, he tweets me and is like, Hey, I've been seeing all your tweets. I want to meet you when I get there. Like, hashtag Robbie's Kev. Mm-hmm. And then the day of the show, I was getting my hair cut, and his people reached out. I don't know how they got my number. Wow. don't know how they got my number. But they reached out and was like, Kev wants to meet you. Here are the instructions to meet, like, before the show. Yeah. So, you know, it was like everybody, a lot of people gave me, uh, you know, they didn't give me the sauce because, like, I would ask everybody the same question, like mm. these celebrities, same question, these, these higher ranking people, and even not even not in comedy, mm. like in different fields, the same question, like, you know, how do you do it? And I realized they would all give me kind of like the runaround. They wouldn't mm. give me how to do it. They would just give me like a hint towards it, yeah. you know, like, here's not, you ain't got to do it like this, but you could mm-hmm. hit it like that. So, uh, yeah, I got to meet Kev, uh, Gerard Carmichael, who was mm. extremely talented. Um, we did a, we did to Post Live together, and then when he did a show in my college town, he invited me backstage. We talked for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really smart, genuine, funny dude. He wanted like, and he just dropped a new special uh, mm-hmm. on HBO. So that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, comedy comedy career at that time, my life mm-hmm. was pretty wild.
0: Now the the decision to go into comedy. I I, I grew up watching Chappelle's Show. Mm-hmm. I grew up enjoying Steve Harvey, Bernie Mac and I'm like, oh, like I could probably try comedy. I could be okay with it. I've never done it. And so <laughs> for you making that leap, like who were some people that you watched that inspired you and then well, what was that choice like to, to like decide I'm going to do my first stand-up set? And like mm-hmm. how did the first stand-up set go?
1: <laughs> Ooh, we um, I guess at, at that time when I was first beginning out, my biggest influences um, was Louis C.K. Now, mm. this is before I learned that he was, you know, pulling his big out. And yeah, doing yeah, you know, it. it happens. A um, lot of these people disappoint us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, it was Louis C.K. Right at that time. Mm. Um, huge fan of Eddie. Uh, I, was, I wasn't more of a stand-up fan, but I would watch a lot of his movies Okay. You know, I was yeah. a younger adult at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Bernie Mac, number one, because he, I, I used to watch the Bernie Mac show every day. Me too, yeah. After school. Yes, yes. Like every Back when it was on. Mandatory. Like UPN? Yep.
0: UPN, UPN, UPN. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Bernie Mac show. It was like uh, 3 or 4
0: p.m., I'm trying to remember. On get school. Yeah,
1: you get off the, get off <laughs> the bus, walk in, school,
0: grab a snack, Bernie uh, Mac show. <laughs> dun, dun,
1: dun, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, Chappelle. But I, I had a lot of comedy favorites. Yeah. And as I got older around that time, um, like, I started to watch, Kev, like, Kevin Hart's mm-hmm. rise. And so, you know, him reaching out and giving me some advice. That's amazing. And now was, yeah. some, you know, good, good on him. Good yeah. on him.
0: absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But that first show, it wasn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I'd always been, like, naturally funny. You right. know, like, you know, a naturally funny dude. So so that first show, where was I? So I grew up in the nation of Islam. Okay. Um, it was a, a, a talent show that our mosque had put on uh back then and we just you know they were like you know what are you gonna do rob and i was like i guess i do stand up you know, <laughs> in, in front of all these you know religious people so yeah. we don't see how this goes and uh you know they laughed and stuff and somebody was like you know it, it wasn't it wasn't that great which is mm. not a good thing to hear <laughs> but they were like you should keep doing it keep yeah. doing more and so i you, would do more shows more open mics and until like people in my hometown of Indy, indianapolis would uh um, you know, they would see me everywhere. Like I'd be mm-hmm. going to all the different clubs and all the mm-hmm. different uh, open mics to sharpen my
0: craft. Yeah. So well, what would you, how would you describe your humor? Like I, some comedians would talk about themselves. Some will talk about their family. Some will talk about politics and the world and all this crazy stuff. So there's like a lot of different routes you can go in being funny. And you mm-hmm. mentioned, you just feel like you, you're naturally funny. So do you feel like you're like, Dark humor, dad uh, jokes, like clever humor. Like, what's what's your vibe? Nah, no. Nah, what can was, people seeing a Rob set, you know, kind of come to expect?
1: It would uh, it would be a lot of dark comedy. It would be a lot mm-hmm. of dark comedy. A lot of dark comedy, but also situational. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just talk about life. I would, like, I would talk about me. I would talk about my experiences mm-hmm. because I feel like I go through some pretty like funny shit. Yeah. And uh, one of my best jokes, I swear it never failed. Mm-hmm. One of my best jokes that I ever did um was i would tell people i was like hey everybody thanks you all for coming give it up for my dad in the back he came all this way and everybody was like mm-hmm. and i'd be like oh, i made y'all look, back there. <laughs> and i'd be like i don't know where he's at dude. oh <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> i don't know i was like i don't know where he's that's at. crazy <laughs> you know, he kept, i was like he could be here I don't he like, could have <laughs> <he could've laughs> showed up, he showed up at, the, at the show tonight that's funny but you know i wouldn't talk about stuff like that yeah you know I, you know, my dad wasn't in my life as right. a kid growing yeah. up, so it was like these are real, true things. I don't know where he's at, mm-hmm.
0: but you know, <laughs> <laughs> ha-ha. That's, that's a good one. You 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 would make me feel bad if, if I was in the crowd. And oh like, yeah, you, that's, the, that's, that's that. the goal. That's like, everyone that grew up with a father in their life. <laughs> yeah, y'all should, you know, free a privileged ass motherfuckers. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So you mentioned earlier that comedy offered you the opportunity to kind of. Get your foot in the door with regards to other entertainment. Like I said before, you know, you're a tour manager for you know a music group, oh, and yeah. you're you know your streetwear designer. The, be- and then the
1: best, I won't even say up and coming. The best rap collective okay. in the game right now, your Records. Talk your shit. It's a
0: tell us why. Hey, L- man, let's hear it.
1: Dog, dog. Like when I first found out about these guys, mm-hmm. I immediately. You know, you can just see when an artist has staying star power. Yeah, that's what I saw immediately when I heard about these guys. Mm-hmm. Their, their, uh, their manager, their, uh, their day-to-day manager, their actual manager, is uh, worked on the Happy Place Project yeah. with me in Boston. I hired him to be our project manager for, uh, for the tour there. Mm-hmm. And so I got to know him more, I got to know his artists more. and the talent is relentless. Mm-hmm. The direction is relentless. Like these guys don't know how to quit being good. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's not like, you, know, it's not like you, you, you hear some of your friends your homies. And you like, oh yeah, you, you know, you're gonna be the next big thing, you're gonna mm-hmm. be next up. And which a lot of times you do, but like, I'm not bullshit mm-hmm. when I say this. These guys are amazing. They're mm-hmm. bad for press. Their first project all together mm-hmm. as a group uh, came out a little over a year ago. Yeah. Actually, a few like I think it was like April 15th, I think it was. Yeah, maybe okay. April 15th, but um, came out last year. I would see the streams racking up <laughs> week by week, just racking up. Yeah. I'm like, people are yeah. listening to mm-hmm. these guys. Yeah. And so when I first heard about them back in 2018, I had met uh, Felix through their manager, and the manager's name is Rashid, shout mm-hmm. out Rashid. i met Felix, and then I started to learn more about uh, everybody in the group, and just how the group was growing and expanding. Uh, you know, Ricky and, and, Ricky and uh, Shelby and Luke and, uh, I'm not gonna name all of y'all because it's like 13 y'all niggas. But <laughs> I learned about the whole group yeah. and just how tight knit they were, how much they repped Brockton, their mm-hmm. city, and the, they're they're talented. Like yeah. regardless of how good the story is of an artist, the story can only take you so far. Yeah, you the gotta music's got to be
0: good, man. The music's, music's got to be great. good. That that pushes everything. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Their How?
1: videos, I think that's something that slept on a lot, is that their videos are top-notch. Mm. Like, some of the best music videos for a group of their size and their caliber I've seen. Mm-hmm. And so when it came time to work with them, I was like, I want to work with these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not stop bugging Rashid. I was like, I want to <laughs> work with you guys. I'll do whatever y'all whatever, whatever need. I'll yeah. do anything. And so, um, you know, I, I've been touring and doing, working in touring and music touring for the last five years or mm-hmm. so. Um, and when it came time to be like, hey, we need somebody that's going to you know, I can't say what what they got going on or yeah. whatever. But when it comes time to stuff starts to break and get big, we you know, and that time is coming soon. We mm-hmm. gonna need somebody to help handle that for us. And yeah, I, like, I got you. I'll do whatever you need.
0: <laughs> now, can you talk to our listeners about what the responsibilities of a tour manager are?
1: Oh man. All right. So, whew, okay. So you got your you got your your artist manager, your day to day. These people handle like the big picture stuff, the deals, um, helping steer creative direction, the marketing directions, all this stuff. Album rollouts, uh, collaborations, everything. But the tour manager comes on when things are starting to move around, when the group is starting to move around different venues. So you're 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 coordinating with venues. It's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Helping with on sales, helping uh, with the logistics side is huge because people don't realize that you know, regardless of the group side, the groups like Van Buren is like you know 13 dudes. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, it's coordinating travel for a, for all these people. Right. Their support staff. So mm-hmm. if they have uh, if they have wardrobe mm-hmm. that's traveling with them, if they have stylists traveling with them, if they have choreographers traveling with yeah. them, if they have uh, camera guys traveling with them, like working out travel for all these people. Yeah. Coordinating with venues, uh, sending over tech packs, what what their venue uh, requires, like I guess you know technically or electronically as yeah. far as their music equipment goes. Um, it's just a lot of logistics, keeping mm-hmm. everything in line. And um, in on one stream and one path, and relaying that with the group, and relaying that with their with their management. Yeah. And um, I, I've had the privilege of doing that for a Live Nation company uh, called Faculty Management. Yeah. Um, under the artist artist Na- artist Nation, which is under the Live Nations, like mm-hmm. you know these corporate umbrellas. Yeah. But um, doing that with other artists and clients and learning from them and and working with, with different groups and going on the road and going on tours and I was like gee, I want to take the stuff that I've learned mm-hmm. from these guys and I want to apply it to you. Yes. Because, and, and Van Buren. And what I feel like a lot of creatives miss out on is that you you got to realize when you're working for these large corporations in these spaces, you have to take take what you learn mm-hmm. and you have to reapply it. Apply to it. That will affect your people, that will help your people, your Absolutely. friends, your homies. Cause Absolutely. Absolutely. I was learning so much stuff in these over these years and I was like, there's no way I can just be learning this for me. No way. I got too many friends. Too yeah. many friends that are also artists, that are also musicians, that are also touring for me to not give out this secret sauce. Cause mm-hmm. when you get to when you get to working for these larger companies, it's like a lot of the stuff you, like you don't learn. Mm-hmm. You don't pick up. Yeah. And I'll do whatever I can to pass the information on.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, that's important. That's important. Um, you know, obviously you're a very well dressed dude. Um, I know you're a creative director for uh, Get Busy Streetwear as well. Talk about how you got involved with that, what that experience has been like.
1: Um, well, you know, I stole the name from you from
0: state. <laughs> <laughs> there's alignment there. We, there's <laughs> a like, partnership. Yeah, was, uh, we we got to figure something out. It's, it's, right, there. The it's collab, right there. The collab is coming. <laughs> um,
1: but it, I, got, I got started with that during the pandemic, man. Uh-huh. Like, right when the pandemic first started, when I was furloughed from my job yeah. at, at faculty management. And like I had so much free time in my hands mm-hmm. and just like you, I like to stay busy. I yeah. like I got I can't an idle mind makes for like, you know, weak or weary hands. There you know? you go. So I have I have to work and I have to tinkle tinker um, with whatever I'm doing. So I've always been a fashion dude, I've always been into streetwear like my entire life and I decided to take a chance, was like, uh oh, I guess I'll teach myself how to design clothes, mm-hmm. how to you know, how to make something and sell something and tell stories. So Get Busy is a streetwear company, but it's interactive capsule collections. Yeah. So whatever we drop comes with something else that you can see, touch, taste, smell, or hear. Ooh, sure. So whatever piece you buy, be it a hoodie or a t-shirt or a hat or whatever, it's going to come with something else yeah. to, to tell a fuller story to give a better experience. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do it that way because I didn't feel like there was anybody in that lane focusing. On that type of design, yeah. when it came, when it comes to fashion and when it comes to streetwear, and I would buy from a lot of brands, a lot of you know big brands, smaller brands, but I would just get so tired of just opening the package. Yeah. And it's whatever I bought. Mm-hmm. Like if I bought a T-shirt, I'd open it. It's there's a T-shirt. Yeah. And I'm not mad because mm-hmm. I bought it and I got what I bought and yeah. what I paid for. But I'm like, you know, big ass multi-millionaire brand, you can't give me nothing else. Yeah. Over here? So yeah. I was like, you can make it
0: more of an experience. Yeah. 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 You know.
1: Put some stickers in here mm-hmm. or something, you know. So mm-hmm. I would do, I would do it like that. I was like, if you buy something from me, you're gonna get the quality. Yeah, you're gonna get the thing, the thing you ordered, but you're also gonna get something else. Mm-hmm. And that something else could range. It could be, I've done including stickers with uh, with drops and different pieces. Yeah, I've done. I've gone so far as to the shipping box that it comes in. I've gone so far as to do the entire five sensory experience. Wow like that, it it came with, uh, it was a sunflower hoodie, Mm -hmm. and the the name of the release was The Tenacity of a Sunflower. Mm -hmm. And the hoodie itself came with sunflower seeds, you could taste, (laughs) it came with sunflower oil, you could smell, Mm -hmm. it came with the sunflower hoodie that you could touch, Mm -hmm. really great quality uh, cotton, replica sunflowers that I put inside the box Mm -hmm. that you could see, Mm -hmm. and on the center of the box, when you open it up, there was a button that you would press and it would play uh, Sunflower by Sway Lee and Post Malone.
0: Wow! Holy shit! All five senses,
1: <laughs> one like one box. That's one item. crazy. So I was like, that's how I want to do it. That's my
0: thing. That's that's really out of the box. Like that's you know I've I know there are some companies that go the extra mile beyond giving you the clothing, but like this is like really. It's like you said, you're appealing to every yeah, every, every sense, sense, every like just things that people wouldn't think about or they may not realize that they care about in the companies that they buy from. That's,
1: that's what it is. Like you don't even know that you want these types of things until you get them, yep. you know? Yeah. And so a lot of my, a lot of my first time customers are repeating customers. They're like, mm-hmm. what, what else you got? What, what else <laughs> And by the grace of God, um, everything I dropped like sales out fairly yeah. quickly too. So mm-hmm. I've been very, very blessed to, to start, I guess, a thriving small business mm-hmm. in the pandemic and have so much love and support like shown by my friends Mm -hmm. my homies people i don't know from all around and you know just watch how it goes like Mm -hmm. to date i have shipped get busy packages what's the number i believe i believe it is in the ballpark range of forty thousand miles worth of shipping i think it might be more Mm. uh but I forgot the exact number, but mm-hmm. it's enough to go to and from China six times. Wow. Like that's how much I've shipped around the globe to people that want to buy stuff.
0: Man. That's good stuff. Congrats. Salute to that. Salute. That's All dope. Praise you to Mos- that's dope <laughs> because you know, you, you starting something in the pandemic, I feel like everyone was kind of at that point where we're like stuck and we're like, what's next? What can we do? And we start thinking about our passions and things that we can do. And I know a lot of people started a lot of things and mm-hmm. they may not have worked out the way they wanted them to or come to fruition in the way right. that they envisioned it but for you to see success in something that you started in a very difficult time it's like it makes it even more gratifying than if you were to accomplish it you know maybe like two years prior mm-hmm. when the world was normal because mm-hmm. like damn like, I'm stuck in my crib but something that I made an idea I came up with in the crib yeah. is now touching 40,000 miles that's worth love, of the man. world that's love man yeah. and
1: like I always, I always say like it's, I'm extremely blessed to have to have did it that way, and it'd still be a thing. Yeah. But my thing is, the pandemic, especially when it first started and everybody was, like, stuck in the house on lockdown, mm-hmm. that was the perfect incubator. Mm-hmm. Like, the perfect time for people to start new projects, try new shit. Like, yeah. my hat goes off to everybody that tried something yeah. In that time. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if it's still going or not. Like, as long as you try to do something different, like, yeah. you know, like, okay, I got some time in my hands. Let's try to make some make something new.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah.
1: That's, that's, that's amazing to me.
0: So you've got your hand in a lot of different things. I don't mm-hmm. know how you manage it all. Yeah. And now you're also the creator and the founder of You Had to Be There, pop-up event, My party, baby. gaming, QR codes, merch, all that. Talk about, I mean, it, the, you going into that makes sense because you like to have these exper- ex- experiential mm-hmm. type of things with their clothing. So to take it a step further and just bring people together, right. it, it makes sense to me. But I want you to explain kind of what led you from what you're doing to like I right, I'm, I'm about to take it to the next level and start you had to be there
1: oh man so um, so I mentioned that I had worked for uh, faculty management yeah. under the live nation umbrella for about five years and um, I a lot of that time was spent doing pop-ups mm-hmm. I did the happy place pop-up which is like my premier project that I yeah. worked on for them um, and I would tour with that project around literally around the world we did like I, and, and when I say tour, I don't mean like we're there for a day or two. I'm like, I'm living in these places for three to three weeks to five months. Sheesh. So I did like Chicago, like four months Chicago, four mm. months in Toronto, Boston, Philadelphia, Las Vegas, here in LA when we first started. Yeah. Um, but then also um, in Australia,
0: mm-hmm. I was
1: there um, for three weeks just before the pandemic happened. Mm. And so I was like, man, I'm tired of doing these pop-ups for other people,
0: other Mm -hmm. companies.
1: I was like, I want to take a chance and do my own thing, and do my pop-up, take, like I said, take what I've learned and Mm -hmm. reapply it to something that I created. And so you had to be there is like my baby. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's like my child. Like I was like, man, I've been working on it for six months and it's been moving so quickly, Mm -hmm. so quickly. Yeah. Um, We have two dates already on the books. We're doing New York City, May 7th. We there. May 7th. We there. New York City, on May seventh, um, Lower East Side, Manhattan, at the Mercury Lounge. Okay. We got uh, Dick Bayer and uh, Zillion. They're both DJing. Uh, a bunch more surprises, but then really quickly after that, we booked L.A., mm-hmm. which blew my mind. Literally
0: the week after. <laughs>
1: literally doubled my workload. Uh-huh. So May fourteenth at Catch One, we're doing um, we're doing. You had to be there, Los Angeles. Nice. We've got DJ Rolls Gold and Matt the DJ spinning, and it's just I don't know, man. It's, it's great to me. i, I I love being able to try to put on an experience for people because there's my theory when it comes to experiential marketing and experiential activations, pop-ups is added value. Yes. Added
0: value. Absolutely.
1: What more can I give you mm-hmm. for your dollars? Like mm-hmm. people, like you go out, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you turn up.
0: I, I enjoy it from here and there, you know. <laughs> dabble,
1: dabble. So. You turn up, you go out. Yeah. And the typical experience is you drink with your friends, yep. you know, you dance, you listen to music, yep. what have you. And I was like, what more can I give people mm-hmm. for their dollars? So I was like, okay, we're gonna do giveaways. Yep. So we love every, free stuff. <laughs> every online ticket to these events, too, you had to be there, either either in any city we go to comes with a raffle ticket, a free one, that you can uh, get signed up for um and you can win giveaway prizes the giveaway prizes for new york is sponsored and provided by lambs okay. uh, which is an art collective on the lower east side as well uh, really cool dudes i work with them on a on a big time rush pop-up that i did out in new york but yeah we got giveaways
0: mm-hmm.
1: we've got uh merchandise mm-hmm. so event merchandise that you can buy and it is the sickest merchandise mm-hmm. i i can't show it yet but it's the sickest mm-hmm. merchandise man It's really good quality. Because, you know, if I can make Get Busy great, I was like, man, I can make some fire event merch. So it's like front and back designs. It's puff print, but the puff print also glows in the dark. Mm -hmm. Really good quality cotton. Insane. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also have curated drink menus. Mm -hmm. So, you know, something else added that you can, like, you go there and you order, uh, you know, you get like a, what is it, a vodka tonic or Mm -hmm. a, uh, tequila Red Bull mm-hmm. or uh, you know, tequila spry, i mess with gin, but, <laughs> um, or a whiskey Coke. Yeah. I was like, what can we do to take that further? Like mm-hmm. we can, we name the drinks, we add a little flair onto the drinks yeah, yeah. and you have like menus at, at the bars. So mm-hmm. that's another added value thing. Um, and then hold on, there's actually something I wanted to show you. On, let's see here. So aside from that, here is a little sneak peek at at what else we have in store. Just okay. A little sneak peek. All right. So this is the autograph board. At the uh, at get at the you had to be there events. There's going to be an autograph board for everybody to sign, mm-hmm. so that you can show everybody that you were there. Yeah. You know, look and see who else signed, who any of your friends were there, etc. Uh-huh. There's also going to be wall installation games. Okay. So this here is a magnetic four-in-one game that you can play while you're there. It's gonna be stuck on the wall, mm. and the rule is the loser of the game. The loser of the game has to buy the winner the next round. Oh, so it, it okay. It takes the party experience to a little competitive level. aspect exactly. to it, yeah. And you know we can't do Connect Four because you know them niggas will sue. So <laughs> it is four in a row. Okay, uh, so you had go. to be there four in a row. But you know different magnetic pieces that you uh, that you that you use to play the game. That's dope. And then this is the aspect that really makes us different, mm-hmm. like what our party it makes our party experience different. Mm-hmm. So we have these interactive. Uh, QR codes that mm-hmm. you can scan to get free things while you're at the party. They'll be hidden, so it's almost like a scavenger hunt. Right now, imagine that you're drinking with your friends, and you know you, you're drunk, and you know you maybe you get bored with the music or the song that you don't want to dance to is on. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, well, what do I do now?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a scavenger hunt built into the party that you can do with your friends, like all around. And well, what I want you to do is I want you to take out your phone and scan this. Okay, it's scannable. This is live right now. All right, all right. So scan this QR code. My
0: temperature is up on my phone right now. I can't even do it. No <laughs> I'm sorry. No worries. Hopefully, okay. oh Ooh, Jesus. thank guys thank
1: God, mine guys, got, got a little life. Yeah,
0: there. mine is
1: on so fire. You so scan, you scan the QR code. I can't even see the damn thing. Scan the QR code. Boom. Takes you to a website. Hello. A <laughs> now tell, read, read what that says right there.
0: Winner, free drink ticket. Please see event rep to claim your prize. You had to be there. We love free drink tickets. Now, tell me, <laughs> you were you at a
1: party. You were at an event. Yeah. And you can get free stuff. Just you by scanning a free. code. Just by scanning codes that mm-hmm. are hidden and sprinkled around. Mm-hmm. To me, that's dope. Now, look, I don't know if people are also going to think this is dope. I don't know if people are going to use these things. Mm-hmm. If, even if you don't like all of the other added value stuff, it's yeah. still a party. Yeah. You can still do the regular party stuff you yeah. can drink you can dance listen mm-hmm. to music whatever but i was like if you want to do take part in the extra stuff it's there for you yeah and to give people a chance to win free drinks mm-hmm. at the party yeah i ain't never won no free drink at a party <laughs> i can't i
0: can't think about a time i have either I, it's not a, it's not a thing so exactly
1: let's so we got giveaways mm-hmm. we have we have uh wall installation games mm-hmm. we have interactive qr codes we have curated drink menus we have merchandise my future of success at stake here. So yeah. to me that just pushes me to make sure this thing doesn't fail. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a that's that's a tough choice, and I know a lot of creators discuss that, you know, I quit my job to make this happen. Right. And they make it happen. Or I quit my job to make this happen make this happen and they don't make it happen. And there's a lot of fear that goes into it because we're conditioned to be realistic. We're conditioned right, to right. think practically, but you don't always want to think practically. You mm-hmm. wanna you wanna do what you wanna do. Yeah. And yeah. whether it, you can make a living off it or not, you do it because you enjoy it. Right. So for you, like making that choice, seeing you know what what you had to be there is getting to, and what it's about to be with these events, like mm-hmm. how does it feel to have one made that decision and then kind of see everything unfolding now?
1: Um, I think it, I think it's all a part of God's plan, man. Like mm-hmm. everything happened one after the other when it come when it came to this event. Like it was like, boom, that's my job. I was like, okay. Well, I, I knew I had this thing kind of like on the back burner, so to speak, but I'm like, okay, let's kick it up a notch. Yeah. And as soon as I kicked it up a notch, <laughs> we got a booking date. Boom, another booking date. We're in talks about going overseas to do London. Yeah. Like we have people, we have people at Live Nation that are now promoting our event. The people I used to work for, the company I used to work for, now is helping with this event. They're yeah. working. For our event, that's amazing. Which blows my mind. Yeah, and it, I think it just goes to goes to show that, you know, you gotta take a chance. Yeah, takes take a chance. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: On 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 anything, on whatever, go for it. Yeah. What's the like the worst that can happen is that it doesn't yeah, you fail, but at least you know you tried. Yeah, like this, you had to be there is more so. I don't have anything to prove to anybody else. My resume stacked. Yeah. This is something that I need to prove to myself. Yeah. Can I do at least can I pull this off with uh with this idea that I came up with, you know, yeah. in my head about all these interactive ways and new ways to party, you know? Plus yeah. I like party.
0: Yeah, we all don't we all. <laughs> don't we all? I'll drink to that. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, you know, even with your willingness to be bold and step out and do your creative endeavors, and you know, seeing the successes of them, like, what are some things that you fear?
1: Mm. I mean, I feel like as much as I take these chances and these risks, like you know, doing the stand-up comedy major route, or or doing the you had to be there, or starting uh, Get Busy Streetwear, like, I don't want to, I don't want to deceive people and and say that I'm not afraid of failure. No. Yeah. No. 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 Very afraid, very very afraid. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's my number one fear. It's like, man, I hope this don't thing don't fail. I hope I don't fuck this up. Yeah. But I never let that stop me. Like ever, let that stop me. I think I think fear of failure is healthy and natural and normal. Yeah. And um, I think failure itself is healthy, natural, and normal. So even if this mm-hmm. stuff does fail, it's a lesson. Yeah. I take no ills. All my ills add the rest of the word lessons to yeah. yeah.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Yeah. But. Um, yeah, that's, that's my biggest fear, man. That's mm-hmm. it, is is that these things don't take off or they don't work out. But I think the bigger part of that lesson in the journey of life is not let that stop you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, simple as that. Talk about making the decision to move out here to Northridge, California, Oof. and what you feel like being on the West Coast. Everyone says move to L.A. There's opportunity out here in L.A. There's so much to do out in L.A. So talk about how you feel like that has influenced your creative endeavors and your creative path and how you how you ended up here ultimately.
1: Um so yeah. A lot of folks know I'm I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, born yep. and raised, Naptown three one seven.
0: Um
1: after college, after IU, I lived in Thailand for about five months wow. lived there and I was doing a documentary for the Thai royal family and their in their nonprofit. After I was done with that i moved to I went back to Indy. And I was there for literally two weeks, mm-hmm. sleeping on my friend's couch, no plan, nothing to do. And I'm like, oh, I got to get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> I got it. I was like, now that I know that there's so much bigger things available, I got to do something else. Yeah. And the opportunity came along for me to, to move to Los Angeles. And um, I've been I've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's this how, is how like, many it's years like, have my, been uh, going on five. It'll be five, five. in uh, okay. November,
0: it'll be wow.
1: five in November. Um, and no, no, it'll be five in August, five in mm-hmm. August. But once I decided to make that move, it's like, yeah, it's like this city became a flower and it just opened mm. up to me, like the different opportunities and possibilities, different creatives that I've met. I've met some of the most talented people, mm. not, not even on some celebrity stuff. Yeah, I've worked with or met celebrities and, and big artists or groups and creatives uh, while since I've been here, but mm. I'm talking more so like people that are working next to you in the trenches, like grinding, yeah. like trying to make some of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's like, it's like nothing else I've ever experienced. Best decision of my life mm. was to move to LA, period.
0: You feel you can see yourself here like long-term, like permanently, Hold or? On, this is home, bro. This is home? This is home bro. Yeah. It's, it's like locked in, it's decided. No, yeah.
1: This is home. I mean, I, <laughs> I work in touring, so I get a lot of the travel yeah. that I would've wanted to do out through work anyway. Mm-hmm. But LA's home, I can't leave this place. Mm-hmm. Do you see this weather? Hey, do you see it's, this weather?
0: Shit, man, I, I think it's, it's snowing back weather. on the East Coast right now, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm considering changing my flight. I might not go back. I don't know. I don't know. So, I hear you. I hear you. Um,
1: people have this weird misconception that, uh, like, L.A. people are, like, fake or, like, whatever. Yeah. And it's, like, it's all about the people you hang around with. The people who are you opening yourself up to. Exactly. You know? And there's a lot of genuine people here. Yeah. More so than none. More so than not, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. So, in your five years here, what is the most enjoyable eating experience that you have had?
1: Oh, that's a... Oh man, okay, okay. I'm okay. I'm gonna, I'm am gonna scale it back. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go upscale. I'm gonna go. Okay, so this is restaurant mm-hmm. called, uh, and I know people, people are gonna give me shit about it, but it's called El Tejano.
0: El Tajano. They okay. have different,
1: like different uh, branches or whatever here in the city, but it's a Tex Mex spot. Okay. They have, you know, have carne asada fries. Yeah. They have carne asada tater tots, bro. Blew my mind.
0: So, I'm a tater tots over fries guy, so this is like this is appealing to literally
1: in North Hollywood. They, they have an El Tejano, okay? T- uh, carne inside of tater tots.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: It's like carne inside of fries, uh huh. Take the fries out, tots. tater tots. <laughs> crazy, crazy.
0: With like cheese and stuff Yo, too? Yeah, like, queso, okay. oh.
1: bro, everything.
0: I might have to go. I might have to make you that move. Say, hey, <laughs> you know, it's, it's
1: only it's only, it's only about 15, 20 minutes from here. This class, Man, not, say less. <laughs> um, but that's that's one of the good good spots. Yeah. My favorite uh, brunch spot is called The Waffle Okay. on Hollywood. Of course, I've been to like, you know, Roscoe and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. The Waffle has these mimosas, uh, half bottle of champagne in the mimosa. They're half a bottle of champagne in the mimosa. Crazy. Red velvet uh, waffles. Oof, amazing.
0: Okay, my head um, up there too. Shit. <laughs> but
1: yeah, and no, I was like, you know, food. Food here in LA. I, I gotta, I gotta say, I gotta say, I ain't found anybody. Any you know chicken spot here that's beaten, uh Jordans back in Indianapolis? Okay. I have not found it. All right.
0: Sounds I like he's putting looking. the gauntlet out. I am. You, <laughs> you LA? chicken uh, You L.A. chicken spots. I,
1: I need some. I'm like wing spot. Wing, wing, spot. Come on now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wing
1: spot. I want to get some chicken behind some bulletproof blast. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You, know, oh, yeah, you need that. Some, you know what I mean? You need that. It ain't too much up here in the valley, but yeah. Um, Jordans back home, Andy. In Mm-hmm. Crazy. I went I went back uh, during the holidays, stayed for a couple weeks. I had Jordan's like nine times. Mm. Like dead ass.
0: Would go to Jordan's <laughs> and get the chicken. Damn, damn. Delicious. Okay, well if I'm ever in Indiana, I guess I gotta I gotta oh, pop that yeah. pop Lemon by pepper? There. <laughs> I get goosebumps. Just right, thinking man. about it. Lemon pepper is special. It's mm-hmm. special. Um, so man, you have so much going on, so much coming up. What what's next for Rob Sherrell?
1: Shit, keeping all these damn projects in the air. Hope, hope <laughs> I can I can keep the juggling act. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that is, that's coming up that I, I've been fielding, I guess, mm-hmm. is uh, investment. So some some people a few different people and a few different groups have come forward and wanted to invest in get busy streetwear. Okay, and nice. I'm not nice. sure if that's the avenue I want to take, but I do know I want to scale it. I want to make it bigger. Yeah, because you know, at my capacity now. I only do drops like once every you know couple of months, you know, yeah. a capsule collection so to speak. And but I want to do I want to drop more frequently. I want to drop more stuff um, so that when people go to my website, everything's not sold out. Like I have more stuff coming in regularly. Mm-hmm. Expand my team. Um, that's next for get busy. For you had to be there, obviously New York uh, Mercury Lounge May 7th, and mm-hmm. then catch one here in L.A. Uh, May 14th, and like everything, man. I, I just kind of want to keep taking things. Where they've been going, it's they things aren't going bad. Yeah, I, you know, can't can't complain there.
0: Absolutely. But
1: I want to I want to work with more creatives like yourself. Right. Now I want to I want to you know give our his flowers. Flowers, <laughs> real quick. You know, he he ain't talk he ain't talk the whole interview ain't talking nothing about himself. Like, it's but, not about me. It's not about me. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I want to connect with more creatives like yourself yeah. that are doing uh, that are doing good things yeah. in the industry that are making their type of moves their way. Absolutely. That's the thing. Absolutely. You're making moves your way. Yeah. Like Stay Busy Podcast. Is not only one flourishing but it's growing yeah. people people are telling me about <laughs> it now like oh you heard about what's up on, on uh That's dope. Like, That's yeah, dope. To to this it's always a
0: surprise to me i'm like, like damn people you know, know about us like yeah, <laughs> but, um
1: but then your music writing as well
0: right like, yeah yeah. you
1: Thank know connecting more folks like that yeah uh you know yo
0: yeah of course. People, well, yo, of course
1: yo yo one of the dopest music writers i haven't had a chance to link with him He's or incredible. meet him but you know linking with people like this yeah like, p- people that i look up to in the industry and then i see you're doing dope creative things yeah so that's that's that. the next next for
0: rob i love that i love that i think uh as as black men who are navigating the creative space because it's so unpredictable the things mm-hmm. we do are unconventional we're kind of building something up from scratch rather than jumping into a foundation that's already made right i think there's some imposter syndrome that comes with that mm-hmm. it's like you're succeeding and you're like damn, do I deserve this? Like, oh, sh- I did this? Like, <laughs> did I really do this? Like, ha- have you ever had those moments where you're experiencing self-doubt or like, do I deserve this moment? Did I just get lucky? Like, and right. kind of ignoring the hard work that you put in?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, a, a million percent. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I experience posture syndrome like at least once a week, at mm-hmm. least. And it sucks to say that, but it's the truth. Like, like you know, work, working in a corporate space for uh, in, the cre- in the creative sector under faculty management, mm-hmm. Like, do I deserve to be working with these artists? Do I deserve to be working with these groups and bands? Do I deserve to be on this tour right now? Yeah, I would have people that would make me feel like that. There, you know, when you're in these spaces, there are there are people who are assholes. Yeah, they'll oh, like 100%. they'll be like, you don't deserve to be here. And like to have somebody not tell you that to your face, like like so outwardly, mm-hmm. but for the atmosphere. Yeah, you feel just feel like heavy, that. You like,
0: just feel like that. You know? Yeah.
1: But um. It's funny enough because that's my that's the theme of my next get busy capsule collection is mm. imposter syndrome. And wow. I, I didn't even tell you that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is imposter syndrome. It's the next uh, collection is called um, the Imposter Syndrome of the Butterfly. Mm. Yeah, and, and it deals with um, how how people like the, the the I guess the I guess thematically the the saying for it is you are who you think you are. You know that Drake line yeah. at the end of uh, what was it? Was it Paris Morton pound cake? You know it's real when you are who yeah, you think you are? You know are? It's real when yes, you, are you think you are. Yes, exactly. sir. And, but yeah, bro. Imposter syndrome, it is very real. So many of us are afflicted and affected by it. Yeah. And you just need these constant affirmations and daily reminders yeah. that you are who you think you are. You you put in the, you put the work in mm-hmm. you. deserve the accolades. You deserve the praise. That yeah. doesn't mean stop. That doesn't mean stop the progress or the growth. But mm-hmm. take some time. Reflect on who you are, where you come from, and how far you've come, and then keep it pushing.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I like to, I always like to ask people because I always like to ask people if they could go back, would they do anything else? Because Mm -hmm. you get a lot of interesting answers where people are like, nah, man, like I wouldn't change my journey for what it was because I'm I'm where I am now. Mm -hmm. So everything was meant to happen the way it was. And half of me agrees with that. But also I'm a human. (laughs) I I overthink things. Regret is natural. So Mm -hmm. like, there are a few key moments in my life where I'd be like, Yeah, I'm happy with where I am now, but I could have probably done that differently or I wish that happened differently. Do you have any of those moments for yourself where you're like, hey, I'm I'm winning right now. Shit is good. But if I could have done this differently, I would have done it differently.
1: Oh, man. Um, Now, I don't have a lot of regrets Mm -hmm. or not regrets, just things I would have done, I would do differently. Yeah. Because I feel like shit's going pretty decent now. However... Most of my, my, I wish I did this differently is money or financially, mm, you know, I yeah, blowing yeah. money here, blowing money there. But um, I was a very, very, very early investor in Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. Very <laughs> early investor in Bitcoin and uh, sold it. I, th- I want to say I sold it maybe in like 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. I was a very early investor in Bitcoin. And um, I think I spent it on a pizza or something. Like, they, like, <laughs> I feel, I feel like maybe it was a, I feel like it was a pizza that I spent it on and it was like, you know, it was a new thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, you want to buy, purchase this pizza with Bitcoin? Yeah. I, I think I spent like maybe two or three Bitcoins on a pizza. Wow. Do you, nigga, do you know?
0: <laughs> do you
1: know? <laughs> oh man. So yeah, so though, but, but, but thinking like that, that money that I would have now, if I did do it differently, I would just, I would be able to reinvest in my projects, yes. you know? I hate having to go to people to like for investments. Yeah, I haven't needed any yet, but that type of stuff, like, I would like to do that differently. Like, mm-hmm. save more money to put towards my projects. If I'd have known where I'd be now with all these independent things going on, I'd have been like, okay, I have enough saved up to really scale all this stuff the way I want to.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, and and it's good. It's good to like keep it real with that because mm-hmm. we can affirm ourselves. We can you know, love ourselves and say all this great stuff about ourselves, but you gotta acknowledge those moments where you might have made you might have not have made yeah. the best choice. Some mistakes. Some but some it empowers mistakes. how you move forward. Yeah. Like that's why yeah. taking an L can become a lesson. If you focus on the fact you lost, you're missing the plot. Mm-hmm. If you focus mm-hmm. on how you lost and you don't do what you did when you lost moving forward, then it's all good. Preach, my brother. So preach. Completely feel that. Well uh Man, uh, you, you've promoted yourself. We've talked about Van Buren. We've talked about Get Busy. We've talked about You Had to Be There. I'm excited for May 7th. I'm pulling up. Stay busy. We'll be no, in the no building, me. man. No, no. If there's, there's anything we can do to support the event, let us know. We'll promote on our pages, anything. Well, it's, uh, you said it's sold out. So this-
1: no, no, it ain't sold out. We oh, okay, got still it. Guys, we
0: still got okay, cool, cool, sale, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll promote for you mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Um, is there any last thing that you want to say to our listeners, promote to our listeners? A- anything, anything. Um,
1: I'm a huge, like, give them their flowers type of person. Yeah. And I like to end my interviews with just like a shout out section, kind of like Kanye did with, right. with uh, yeah. you know, kind of like Kanye did. Um, I forgot on what track. He was like, it's like oh, it was on maybe 30 Hours
0: mm.
1: or Fade. It was something on, uh, I, think was 30. Pablo. I think it was 30 Hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out my boy Casey. I'm um, a, a dope creative all around. He's a dope comedian designer. Shout out to my brother James, mad talented. His latest single that he's developing is crazy. Mm-hmm. Proud of you, bro. Um, shout out shout out Nyla, Cloud Nye, and Semi. Uh, face-to-face, the, like they throw face-to-face, the, pretty much in my opinion, the best party in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all. Shout out Bob Michelangelo. Uh, we've talked, we've connected, my boy. We're going to keep working on what we're working on, but I've been seeing the moves you're making. Uh, my homie Grant, who just started his one-of-one one line, Amazing shit, amazing quality stuff. Um, you know, I, I can't name everybody, especially <laughs> on the top of my head, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, i got to shout somebody out. i got to shout some people out. Amazing. I love y'all. If anybody's been supporting me up to this point, it's appreciated. You'll never, you, you never know how much, but it's appreciated.
0: Amazing, amazing. Well, brother, congrats on everything that you're doing. Thank you again for yeah. inviting us to your beautiful home. Job about, um, now we got in the pool. Yeah, well, we do. Honestly, nice nice? I wish I had some trunks or something. Hey, y'all, this is Stay Busy, West Coast Edition here with my guy Rob Just joking, a.k.a. Rob Strong. Make, make sure you pull up to You Had To Be There. We will be promoting that. Make sure you copy your Get Busy Straight Make sure you stream Van Buren Records, all their music, I can attest to it. It is very, very good. But most importantly, we want you to stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. The slides. Got the slides I'm the source. I'm the source.